You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. My name is Angie. I'm your host. I'm joined in the studio with Mr. Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello, Mark. Good day, Angie. How's things going? It is fantastic because we're getting into the word. And today we're talking about our identity. Why is identity so important? And what does it mean for when we decide to go to the next step, which is telling somebody who we are now, the new person in Christ. So where are we going? Yeah, we're going to Colossians 3 today. You know, I love it. In my Bible, I have these little sub subheadings. Okay. And it says the position of the believer. Uh, this is Colossians three, and this is the first four verses. And it, we're talking about being in Christ. Of course, that is identifying, right? That's our identity is in Christ. And of course, uh, if we want to get to heaven, we have to be identified with God's son. That's what he said, right? And I guess it would, it would help us to talk about a little bit about what is our identity and how do we form our identity before we come to Christ? I mean, don't you think it's about we form our identity by what we do or who our family members are right. and, and how we're involved in the world. And that's not how we're supposed to look at, look at ourselves, especially right. when we become new in Christ. Well, there's different perspectives, Angie. And I guess what I like to start off talking about, which we like to talk about when we talk about identity, and I like to look at the different perspectives. And so which perspective is more accurate, our perspective of ourselves or God's perspective of us? And our identity in Christ is really us focusing on what God sees us as, who God sees us as. Thinking about your own children, my own children, Angie, how heartbreaking would it be if your or my children didn't identify with us? Like, I'm not a bird, right? If my child said, well, I'm, I'm not of you. And I would be like, oh, yes, you are of me, right? You are of me. And so in the same token, if we don't see ourselves as Christ sees us or as God sees us, that is almost a slap in the face. And so it's shifting the perspective to how do you know how God sees us? His word tells us. And like you said in the opening here, we love to get into the word and look at what God says about us, what God tells us about ourselves. But let's go ahead and get into this today, Angie. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So to start with, in verse 2, it says, set your mind on things above. That's that perspective change. Okay, it reminds me of our the renewing of our minds. We're transformed, the Bible says in Romans 12, by the renewing of our minds. Well, that is to shift our minds again to the things above, to the things of eternal perspective, not of earthly perspective. Paul's reiterating that here, I believe. Set your mind on things above. Look at yourself. Look at 
ourselves in the eyes of God, through the eyes of God, and not the way we see ourselves necessarily when we look in the mirror. I think that sometimes the world tries to get our attention and we focus on where we're going to eat, where we're going to, f- our food, you know, our, our clothing and the money's, where's the money coming from? And I know I just talked some last week about Luke chapter 12, and it says not to worry. This world is more than what we're going to eat or how we're going to be clothed. And I think sometimes that the world is always trying to bombard us with that message. And we need to shut that message off and listen to what God's saying. That's absolutely right. And of course, his word is living and alive here. And so again, in verse two, it's shift your mindset, get a perspective from the heavenly place. Kingdom perspective. Kingdom perspective. (laughs) That's it, Angie. And so I think that's what it's saying. It says in verse one, if you were raised with Christ, well, if you're in Christ, you're going to be raised with Christ, right? That is a fact. Yes, that's absolutely a fact. And he's establishing the fact, I think, right off the ver- uh, on verse one, right off the bat, seek those things which are above. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. Put our minds on a heavenly perspective. Mm-hmm. See yourselves in a heavenly perspective. Because again, which perspective is correct? Should we see ourselves what we see in the mirror through our flesh? Or should we see ourselves as God sees us and live there? I and mean, I- obviously, when we take a step back... We're not here on this earth just to live on the earth. Our perspective is that we're here on the earth to serve God. That's a bigger perspective. So, yeah, it helps us to be able to kind of step back and say, why are we even here on this earth? Right. Because we ask ourselves that doesn't doesn't the human mind wander into that a lot? Mm -hmm. Like we were really honest with ourselves. Doesn't the the human mind go, wow, what, what am I doing What am I here for? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it may feel like you're just a pawn on a chessboard. That's not the case. We were sent here because God has a purpose for our lives. And verse three really uncovers what I felt like the Lord was leading us to today. And that is our life being hidden with Christ. Mm. So think about that. What does that mean, Angie, that our lives are hidden in Christ? So something's hidden. It's covered up by something else. Exactly right. Wouldn't you and I pray For God to see us through his son. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want him to see just me. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah, because you you think about that. Yeah, exactly. Can I hide behind your son, Lord? Right. (laughs) Right. Will you see that? And so, and that's what he's saying. He's saying that your life is that. If you're one in Christ, again, back to verse one, if you were raised with Christ Jesus, okay, seek those things which are above Put yourself into that mindset, put yourself into that perspective, because this is what God is saying about us. Our lives are hidden in Christ. If we are part of him, he says in John 17, pray that they become one as you and I, Father, are one. And so that's what it is. It's this unity. And so when he sees us, he sees Christ because love believes the best. First Corinthians 13 right? It believes the best. It sees the best. It hopes. It never fails, right? And that's what God sees when he sees us. He's seeing that his son paid the price for our sins and said, it is finished. I always think of it as I get this picture in my mind that we're putting on a garment Mm -hmm. that completely covers us. And what does he see? He sees the garment and that is the garment of Christ. That is Christ that he sees. And it's almost like we're 
covered by that. I don't know. Is that That's right perspective? That's really, really good. Think about the story of the prodigal, Angie. Mm. And what when when the prodigal son came home, okay, what did the father do? He right? put a robe on he him. He put a robe. And so if we picture ourselves in that robe and what we will call the robe of righteousness, think about this. What was the son doing? He was partying. And when he finally came to his senses, he was in the hog pen with the hogs eating slop. Right. So my guess is he was pretty dirty and probably busted up a little bit and so forth. But think about what that robe did. It covered everything. Not only it covered him, but it did put his identity back into place. It did. The father put his identity upon the son. Absolutely. Because he put the ring on his finger, which was identity. He put the robe on him, which is identity. Even though he was completely <laughs> squandered everything and totally gave himself a hundred percent over to sin. He came back and he said, no, son, you're still identified in me. Well, and I think that that's kind of, in a way, a very great word picture for what God does for us when we come to repentance and we put our faith in Jesus and we're quote unquote saved, that I feel like we're put with uh, this cloak, this is put on us. And God is saying that to us. He's saying, you are now my child. Yes. And so I'm thinking about the words in Christ. In Christ. What are we in Christ? You know, and I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All old things have passed away and behold, all things come new. And verse four to wrap this, Angie, for when Christ, who is our life, appears, Christ is our life. That is hidden in Christ. That is identity. Amen. Christ, who is our life, when he appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And that is our prayer. That's our ultimate prayer, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, man, get your mind on these things, I think, is what Paul is uh, encouraging us to do. Get your mind on this. Put your mind, put your focus, refocus back on this fact. I love the fact that you're, you're focusing in on the word with in Christ, because when we accept Christ as our savior, it's like we become one. Yes. And there's no more tearing that apart. Like he comes, his Holy Spirit fills you and you are his. Right. And I feel like you instantly have exchanged this identity of guilt and shame and sinful and all these other things that may have been a label on you all of a sudden now are completely gone. And now you are righteous because Christ is righteous. You are loved because Christ is loved. I mean, you are everything that Christ is. You now become him. He is in you. Right. So that is fully in Christ. And I think that sometimes we need to change our the way we think, as you said, and be more kingdom thinking instead of looking at ourselves in a worldly way and saying, this is who I am now. Um, I'm, but I'm, I'm forgiven. I'm a walking a clean slate or whatever you want to say. Yes, that's good. But let's say we are now children of Christ. Now we are his uh, identity. We are his we are, we are in Christ, like you said. Yeah. And I'll just conclude with this, Angie. 2 Corinthians 5, again, we just talked about that, but going down to verse 21, for he made him, God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God 
in him. Mm. Again, it's in Christ. We might become that righteousness that Jesus is. So my challenge, I guess, to everybody who's listening today is to learn to become in Christ, not just living with Christ, not just around Christ, not just, you know, uh, uh, being a Christian. Let's live in Christ and see what that means for you. Very good teaching, Mark. Man, that is some deep stuff. Fun day. (laughs) So let's go ahead and get right to our testimony. This is Mark Bird from Time to Revive, and I am out and about again today. And we have the privilege and honor of having a very good friend of mine and a very good team member of mine with Revive Ohio. His name is Josh Lehman. And when we talk about this, uh, Josh is the first guy that comes to my mind because Josh and I have lots of conversations about our identity in Christ because we need to know that. And nobody can really articulate that better, I think, than Josh Lehman can. And so, Josh, welcome to the show today. Thank you. So, Josh, we want to first start off with uh, the very fact about our identity in Christ. That's what we've been talking about. And, Josh, when I just say that little phrase, what comes to your mind, Josh, when I say our identity in Christ? What comes to your mind? Well, I just hear Christ. (laughs) Yeah. I always hear Christ. Because we're in Him, and we were created in Him before the foundation of the world. So, I always hear, who is He? What does, <laughs> who uh, does He say that I am? Yeah, Josh, what does uh, our identity in Christ, what does that say to you, Josh Lehman? What does that mean to you? That means that, to me, it means when I read the Word, whatever He says has to be true. And that's where I get my identity from. If He says... Uh, as he is, so am I in this world, then that's what it means. And I have to have to get my mind around what he's saying. So if I'm righteous, as it says I am, then I have to get my mind around that because I can't live in my identity if I don't know who I am. And I am who he says I am, not who I think I am or, or anything like that. So that's what I think of. That's excellent, Josh. And, you know, we were looking at that in the scriptures and uh, we were coming at it from the standpoint of, you know, focusing our minds on the things above. And we actually talked about that a little bit, Josh, about, you know, what the word says. It's those The two perspectives are either what we see and say about ourselves when we look at our flesh in the mirror or what God says through his word. Uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Absolutely. I just I just think it has to there has to be something settled that says his word has absolute first place in everything and and it just has to be that way. I don't think there has there can be an option. It has to be there's only one plan. It's his plan and and if he says something then my mind has to respond to that. I don't that's just how it has to be to receive that identity that as a child of God, because, you know, Jesus is the son of God and it says that we're born out of him. And so he's the same yesterday and day, today and forever. Well, amen to that, Josh. It's Angie here. Hey, I have a question for you. One of the things that we were talking about specifically in this lesson was the words in Christ. And we're trying to help people to understand what that really means so that when God sees us, he sees us in Christ. What do you think about that? Well, I think sometimes we have a wrong perspective of ourselves 
so we can't hardly grasp that that we're in Christ. And I, when he looks at me, I believe he sees his son. Uh, one of the first things I heard him say to me when I got saved, I said, well, God, who am I? Because I don't know who I am. And he said, you are my son in whom I am well pleased. And so that was kind of how, how I started my venture in who am I. And he started telling me who Jesus is. <laughs> so when he looks at me, he sees Jesus. He sees his son. He doesn't see what I see. So I need to know that so that I can respond in faith to what he says about his son. It's been applied to me. Jesus became, he identified with me in becoming sin so that I could identify with him and become the righteousness of God. So I have to have to have a place in my mind to receive that. Otherwise, it'll just elude me my whole life. Yeah, so Josh, I think, that makes sense. yeah, that makes great sense. Josh, I'm thinking of this. Do you ever find yourself, and again, uh, for our listeners out there who are hearing this, and it might be foreign, it might be new to them, it might be intriguing to them. Josh, do you ever find yourself drifting from that in your natural mind, like losing sight or losing connection with that at different times during the day or, or during your life? Do you ever find yourself losing that perspective? And, and if so, how do you reconnect, Josh? Well, I think, I mean, I would say the perspective, I don't lose the perspective, but I lose the feelings. I lose the, the feeling that I'm, I'm like he says I am, or of course, but the perspective, I think it has to be it has to be settled. You know, it says that a double-minded man shouldn't believe that he'll receive anything. So I think we have to have one mind and just have it totally fixed on the truth that, you know, I can't lose that identity. That identity is settled forever. That I'm a child of God because he made me that, not because I do good or I do right stuff. So I think the perspective that I'm a child of God just comes out of out of that. It's it's not something that I can change because it's from his spirit. So I have to have the mindset that, you know, to the spirit, the spiritual, all things are spiritual. So I can't look at it like, well, you know, I just got angry, so I must be, you know, carnal. Well, no, it's a spiritual thing because I'm a spirit. So I know that there's principalities and powers that are trying to steal from me. So my perspective needs to be that, I can't allow that. I need to know who I am. Just It has to be something I think and meditate on nonstop. Otherwise, it'll be the enemy that'll steal from me, and then I'll be walking in defeat. And it's just something I can't, like, you can't stop thinking about it, I don't think. <laughs> because cause what you'll lose is you'll lose that that gift. You'll lose the ability to, to walk in complete victory and unity with Christ. Not because it's not true, not because you're not there, but because you can't see it or feel it, and therefore you don't think it's real. But it's real because he said it's real, and it's true because he said it's true. Josh, thanks for your time today and joining us here. And uh, I'm Mark Bird, and you've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. We're community-supported Shine FM.